Ron's Podcast presents Collectibles by Ron Harrison Sunhawk Schaefer. Egbert's Cheese Mr. Egbert was an old man in our neighborhood who used to make his own cheese. We all knew about him because the smell carried throughout the entire county. Nothing beats cheese like the real thing, he used to say, as if that was some profound statement uttered by the Dalai Lama. People called the police and complained, but the police answered there was nothing illegal and nothing they could do about a man who makes cheese in his own basement. Kids used to come over to his house for free samples and to watch him mix his goo through the basement windows. Mrs. Egbert died some years back, and we always thought that was the reason why he converted to cheese. After all, he thought, when you don't have a wife anymore, what else is there to do but make cheese? And he did it with real abandon. All kinds all sizes, all shapes. He even made cheese sculpture. I don't know how he did it all, but then I avoided his basement. I avoided the entire block on which he lived. My mother used to avoid it too. She always made sure she found a different way to drive home whenever Egbert was out and about cooking up his evil brew. Winter was easier to take because the smell didn't permeate the air. He kept it bottled up inside his house, which made it uncommonly potent if you were to stop by his house and step inside or sniff a steaming vent. Lord knows how he can stand it, my mother used to say. I delivered newspapers and ended up with a route that went right past Egbert's cheese house. Throwing the paper in the door was no problem during the rest of the week. It was that painful time once every Friday when I was forced to come by and collect the fee that bothered me. Then he would open up that door as answer to my knock, and out would spew that noxious odor. Here you are, sonny boy, and keep the change, he would always say to me. Even his money stank. And I would come home with a smelly pocket full of change, all because of Egbert. He would also give me some of his cheese from time to time, and once I even tried it. It was so richly fermented that I broke into diarrhea on the spot and had to run home without finishing my paper route in order to change my pants. My mother just screamed and hollered, When is the world going to get rid of that awful man? Her wish came true a week later. Mother felt extremely guilty about it and even went to church, which was unusual for her, because neither she nor anyone else in my family, all the way down the line as far back as my relatives go, were church-going people. But anyway, the following week, Egbert died. 
He had been dead for days, but nobody knew. He didn't get that many visitors, obviously. But next door, Mrs. Wilkins hadn't seen him around. It was spring, you know, and time for Egbert to be out and about cleaning out his cheese utensils. No Egbert. All right, so what's going on? Mrs. Wilkins was brave enough to try to enter the door when no knock seemed loud enough. She found him in his basement, hanging over one of his vats, face in the stew. Doctor said it may have been a heart attack, at least that may have started it. There was no doubt in anyone's mind Egbert had been cheesed to death. A shocking, horrible way to die, my mother stated, penitently. Actually, I thought it might have been the way Egbert preferred to die. Maybe it was suicide, but that's neither here nor there. They had to auction off all his cheese equipment. They sold it off dirt cheap, mostly to people from other counties. The cheese itself was sent to connoisseurs in Boston who seemed to prize it quite highly. We were just happy to rid ourselves of the infamous cheese house. It took a while to sell the place. All the wallpaper had curled, and when it was pulled off, it smelled like cheese. The wood smelled cheesy, too. They had an estate sale, too, for all the other non-cheese items. People shied away from it. All the furniture, well, you can guess what was holding the sale back. Anytime you open up a drawer, phew! Then one day, before the sale was over, some guy in a suit and briefcase showed up and asked around to find out if Egbert had left any recipes. It turns out a chain of restaurants on Long Island in New York got a whiff, to use a phrase, of that awful stuff of Egbert's, and without him being around anymore, wanted to buy and sell the recipe outright. But it would seem Egbert's secrets died with him, as his formula was apparently all in his head. That poor old man is probably making cheese up in heaven someplace. I'm not going to be too happy to get there if I have to confront Mr. Egbert again. I wonder if they have paper routes up there. Maybe I can get myself another job. been listening to Collectibles by Ron Harrison Sunhawk Schaefer as presented on Ron's podcast as read by Ron Harrison Sunhawk Schaefer